Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. Oh man, it is gig week. We finally made it, Art of Touring listeners. You've been hearing me bang on for the last few weeks about uh, this gig happening at the Corner Hotel and I can't believe it's finally here, but you know what, man? Um, today, I was teaching my uh, senior rock band, and uh, I, I walked into the music room. Day was going great. My day was fantastic up until this point. <laughs> and uh, someone had left all of the uh, the volume uh, faders all the way up, and one of my students didn't realize that you meant to turn everything down before you turn a PA on. And so... They just flicked that switch and then this massive hit of feedback came echoing through the um, the front of house speakers in, inside the music room. And it rocked me, man. I, I somehow taught my six and seven on, on the other side there on the other campus, my year eights. I don't know how. I think sometimes it happens with my twins as well. Sometimes when you tell students or your kids or whoever or young people, um, God, that makes me feel ancient <laughs> but when you tell them you're not feeling well for the most parts m- most of the time they actually care about it they actually give a shit you know they go oh Siriani's not well maybe we shouldn't scream you know so thank you gear eight today i really appreciated that that got me through the end of the day so yeah i came home man you know popped a couple of uh, well i popped one panadine because you only have one of those bad boys at a time apparently and I've kind of come good, but, you know, nothing's going to wipe the smile from my face on Saturday night when I get to play the Corner Hotel. I cannot wait. This week, however, I caught up with Lee Strap, drummer for the Warbirds. Now, Lee has been rehearsing with me the last few weeks, so it was great to actually sit down with him and um, have a little chat. Uh, we caught up just last night, actually, before our rehearsal for the gig at the Corner. And uh, Lee tells a fantastic story um, of uh, his secret to sneaking into pubs when he was only 16, but you'll have to figure out. You'll have to keep listening, rather, to find out what that was. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Friday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app or on Spotify. Um, And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out their other awesome shows on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. Hey guys, tell friends about this podcast. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your uncle, tell your auntie, um, tell your third grade um, teacher, call them up. Stalk them on Facebook, send them a post, say, hey, have you heard of the Art of Touring podcast with the Sis Dog? Hey, have you heard about it? You should check it out. It's pretty sweet. He interviews people every week for free. And they'll be all like, what's, what's a podcast? <laughs> and you, you'll all be like, get with it, grandma. It's like radio, but on your phone, you can download it. What's a download? I don't know what a download is. Stop confusing me. Oh, well, maybe don't tell them. Tell everyone else that does know what a podcast is about the show. And that would be rad. Hey, um, there's a little bit of coarse language in this week's pod. So if you are listening with the kidlets, make sure um, that you cover their ears. You know, throw on ABC for kids, something like that. And then once they're dropped off at daycare, put Art of Touring back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 71 of The Art of Turing is brought to you this week by Stratton Oakmont. Are you looking to invest your money into a trusted firm on Wall Street? Then look no further than Stratton Oakmont. Their team of investors will look after your money like it was their own. And they'll spend it better than you anyway. 
So don't waste your retirement funds in a nest egg collecting dust. Invest with Stratton Oakmont, and your coin will soon turn into fun tokens. The world of investing can be a jungle. Bulls, bears, danger at every turn. That's why we at Stratton Oakmont pride ourselves on being the best. Trained professionals to guide you through the financial wilderness. Stratton Oakmont. Stability. Integrity. Pride. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can. Just Google it. Art of Touring. And follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before we hear my interview with Lee Strap. I'd like to share with you some of his music. This is a song called My Symphony by the Warbirds. Check it out. There you go. There's just a taste of my symphony by the Warbirds. Um, when you, you'll hear at the end of the pod when I ask Lee, you know, what track would you like me to play? And I go, oh, can I play my symphony? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll have to check to see if um, I played that last time a member of the Warbirds was on the pod. And I looked back through through the archives, and that was back when I wasn't actually playing any previews of music of um, of the artists. So um, there you go. There's a first for the art of touring, um, my symphony by the Warbirds. Um Let's uh, not waste any more time with the pre-show. Let's get straight into the main event. Here it is, my conversation with Mr. Lee Strap. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. We're coming to you... uh, uh, from Wick Studios tonight here in Brunswick, and sitting across from me is drummer for the War- Warbirds, Mr. Lee Strap. How are you, Lee? Good, thanks. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, you, you, you're looking quite strapping tonight. You're in your uh, your your leather jacket. Yeah, a bit cold outside. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's raining. Oh, it's miserable today. Yeah, I was teaching my year twelves. No, my year sevens at the end of the day, and it just started. Pelting down. Yeah, I thought I was going to be late. No, but I made it. You made it just in time, <laughs> mate. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a good little window here that we can um, have a bit of a chat before our rehearsal for this gig that I feel like I've been promoting for the last year. It's on there a bit. Mm. Well, mate, let's get stuck straight into it and um, start off with the, the first question that I ask all my guests, and that is where you're from. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up not far from here in Reservoir. Oh, Reservoir. Yeah. There you go. So I was there till I was about 19. Yeah. Before I moved out. 19. 19. Yeah. And Strap, what is that um, background? What what background are you from? Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a mix, I believe. I've heard it's a mix of Scottish, German, I think. Yeah, Something right. like that, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So your folks, they, they don't... Oh, like- they're, yeah, they're all born here. Oh, they're all born here. Yeah, it's like great grandparents that way. Right. Yeah. Because Reservoir is pretty much like a. Oh, hello. Sorry. No, that's okay. Get, answer it. It'll be hilarious. No. No. It'll be. It looks like telemarketing. That would have been awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Reservoir is usually more of a. Um, how do I put this? 
an ethnic area, a lot more, you know, with Italians and Greeks yeah. and stuff like that. Like, did you grow up with a lot of those? Yeah, it was of, a mix. It was a, a lot more of it a mix. It was a mix. It was, uh, this is going back. It was, an, it was a, quite a rough area. Yeah. It's full of cafes and, you know, craft beer places now. Now, yeah, but <laughs> back then, not so no, much. Not really, no. Yeah. and Kind of rough. Do you come from a big family? Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got uh, one younger brother. Yeah? Um, he's 38. He's also in the band with me now. So he just joined not long ago. Ah, oh, right. With yeah. the Warbirds. Yeah. Did you guys play music together when you were kids? Yeah. We, uh, this is the first time we played together in 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah, I only give my age away here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first time in 20 years. We played in high school. Yeah, right. Um, and so what instrument does he play? He plays guitar and bass. Right. Yeah, he played guitar first and then picked up the bass. Bass as well. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so now he's just joined the Warbirds. Yeah, man. Literally, like, weeks or months ago. A few weeks ago. Three weeks ago. He, he filled in for a gig we did probably six or eight weeks ago. Mm. And then joined. Yeah. So now it's, it's complete. Yeah, the Strat Brothers and a... Mm. And a and a neckage. A neckage. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. It's working well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it really, really filled the spot well. I used to play in a band with my older brother, Paul. He was a bass player. Um, and all the bands that I was in in my early 20s, he, he was in them, you yeah. know, with me, you know. Um, but um, and then eventually uh, we, we, we didn't play music together anymore, you know. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and so when you were when you were growing up, um, you're the older brother, aren't you? Yeah, a couple of years. A couple of years older. <laughs> um, where did the music kind of like what what drew you to music when uh, you were a kid? Probably our uncles. So we had a lot of we grew up with a lot of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first first metal oh, I wouldn't even call it metal was Poison. Oh yeah. So. Um, Saw the front cover, and they were calling them guys. I was a bit confused because they look like girls. Yes. So I was a bit confused about that. But then there was Motley Crue, who also looked like girls. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked the music. You liked the music. Yeah. Um, and then that was all about the time of, you know, Rage is still going, but yeah. when Rage played good music. Yeah, so, right, yeah. So it was more your uncles that kind of got you into yeah, music. Yeah, they got us into it. Um, yeah, right. I wanted to play guitar. Mm. Uh, then my brother came home one day and said, look what I got. And he bought a guitar from <laughs> Cash Converters. Oh, really? Yeah, he got it, got it cheap. It was a baby blue Strat yeah. copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do now? There's no, no point me playing guitar. As well? So I started playing drums. Right. So then we started you know, practicing out in the garage. Jamming together. Annoying the neighbours. How old were you when you were doing this? 13, 14. Oh, okay. Oh, I, was, I was 13. Yeah. Ben was a bit younger. A little bit younger, a couple yeah. of years younger, yeah. Yeah, right. And so did you play your own stuff or you tried to learn, you know, covers and stuff first? Oh, I think the... Yeah, it was covers first. Yeah. I think it was like Silverchair started playing first. Yeah, right. Yeah. Silverchair, of yeah, course. At that time. Yeah. And then um, we did start our original band. It was called... I'm trying to think. I think it was called Crossbreed or something. Crossbreed. I remember because we sprayed it on the garage wall. <laughs> I think it's still there. Yeah, right. Yeah, on the inside, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, so that was 20 years ago, and now for the first time in that long, we're doing the Warbirds. He's back in the, in the fold. Yeah, it's good fun. That's wild, man. He's in the new film clip. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook <laughs> this, this afternoon while I was scrolling through... Um, you know, all the posts about the gig coming up on Saturday, but then there was one, you know, post for you guys as well. I'd love to know what the Facebook algorithm is and, and how it kind of figures out that I just want to see music stuff. I guess probably because every time I click on something, it's related to music. So so there's you guys. Your phone's listening to you, I think. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think it might be, Lee. Yeah. Um, and you're recording that film clip um, actually... Like in one of these rooms. Yeah, we did it here. Yeah, yeah. at Wick yeah. Studios. Um, 
but we'll get to all that a little bit later on. I want to learn more about your um, upbringing okay. in Reservoir. <laughs> so, um, did you actually the the, crop, the crossbreed band? Did you play like in high school at all? With yeah, we we just played the high school thing and the battle of the band stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And did your brother sing as well? Um, oh, I don't think any of us sung. No? It was just friends from school. Oh, okay. And one of the, like, the guitarists in that band was still, still mates, still hanging out. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. at that time, was your brother playing guitar or bass guitar? He was on bass. Oh, okay. But he just, yeah, he just, you know, he's always played both. Yeah. And he's really good at both. Yeah, nice. So, um, he, bring, he brings a lot of songs to the band, too. He, he did he back has already, then? yeah. Oh, oh no, he has Oh, for yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, but back then, when you first started writing the tunes, did you have a singer as well? Yeah. Yeah? Just all, all friends. From high school? Yeah. And what kind of gigs <laughs> were you doing? Like the birthday parties? Or yeah, like- we did a birthday party. You did? Yeah. What was that like? That was all right. We played silver chair covers. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, some like, of our own. It's a couple of your own ones? Yeah, I wish I had the tapes. I really do. There must be somewhere, surely. I don't know. Yeah. I wish I had them. It would mm. be great to listen to them. Because we did some recordings. So a guy in Thomastown had a home studio. Yeah. So he went there, reel to reel, that tape. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I wish I had them. I still, someone's got them. One of the guys in that band at the time. It's probably still, still got, got them. them somewhere buried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go. it was kind of a mixture of Metallica and Gunners, I think. Yeah. Had a song called, I remember a song called Purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it would have been all out of time and yeah. out of tune, but it was good. Oh, dude. I, yeah. I have a, a recording of, of one of the first bands that I was in, and I listened back <laughs> to this recording, and it's bad. It's so bad. But it's good because yeah. it's nostalgia, and you get to listen to you know, the, where you started you mm. know, on the musical journey. Um, and so, did you finish school? Yeah. Yeah, all, all the way through year 12? Yeah. Yeah, what school did you go to? Lakeside Secondary. Lakeside Secondary? Yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah, right. I'm not sure what's there. And did they have much of a music program at the school? No. No? No, not really. Um, yeah, they didn't like us. <laughs> like, there was, music, there was music classes. Sure, And you yeah. can get lessons there, but that wasn't like... Encouraged. That wasn't a musical school. Right. No, it was you know, footy, cricket. Oh, a lot more sporty yeah. kind of orientated. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so you finish up school and um, uh, you start playing in bands straight away after school or what was, what yeah, was the well, kind of timeline? I wanted to take a bit of time off before I went to uni, but mm-hmm. I started playing in bands and then I just I never, never pursued that. Never went to uni? No. 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 What were you? What were you wanting to study? I was going to do psychology. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But you started playing in bands, and you just never looked back. Yeah, yeah, right. Now look at me. Now look <laughs> at you. Still playing in bands, yeah. mate. Love and life. Still going. Yeah. Um, and what um, what gig did you get when you left school to support your music habit? Um, I'm trying to think. I've, I've played in a lot of bands. Um, trying to think of the first one. No, I meant like, what job did you have during the day? Oh, what job did I have during the day? Yeah, um, yeah. I worked, I think I started working in a hardware store. Oh, yeah. And I didn't last there too long because I got a speeding tickets in the work van too much. <laughs> of course um, you did. And then I think, I think I went straight to, I worked in Goodyear tyre testing. Hmm. So it's like research and development. Oh, right. So we did a lot of, like, all the outdoor testing. We did yeah. um, lab stuff as well. Okay. Um, I was there for 12 years. Oh, wow. And then quite we got, a long stint. Yeah, then we got made redundant. Oh, bummer. Um, so now I just I run warehouse, warehouses. You like run? I, yeah. Oh, like a floorman? Floorman, yeah, yeah. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So stock comes in, stock comes out. Yeah. You sort it all out, and then you tell people where everything's meant to go. Yeah. Yeah. Very, right. Very boring, but you know, well, it pays the bills. Pays the bills. It? Pays yeah. the bills. Yeah. Pays the bills. Pay every, every pays gig. for recordings and stuff. Oh, and you know everything else that goes with being a musician, isn't mm. it? Yeah. New skins and your drum kit. Gear. Yeah. yeah. Never-ending gear. Hmm. 
Okay, so you've definitely had a few odd jobs here and there all the way through your musical career. Yeah. Um, and then in your 20s, you started playing. Did you, when you first left school, were you like go straight into the cover band circuit or did you go straight into original music? What was the kind of timeline for you? Um, it was, yeah, originals for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Any of the original members from your high school band or no one no, joined with no. you? <laughs> I was the only one who kept going on. Who with kept that. doing it, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they were called Page Three or something. It's the first one I sort of jumped into and mm. still gigs around Melbourne. What kind of music was it? Just like light, light rock stuff. Kind oh, of, yeah. Yeah, pretty light. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I've actually I've seen one of the guys around before, but he didn't recognize me. It was that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The hair's not long anymore. Ah. Yeah. And the, the beard, I think. Yeah, you didn't have a beard back then, Lee. Not then, no. No, no. It was fluff. Just a bit fluff. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a photo of myself, um, like, yeah, from when I was in my early 20s and I had, like, this goatee happening. I'm like, what was I thinking? Bad boy. That looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember... More well, 16, mm. 16, 17. It was a lot easier to go out then. But I used to, man, everyone's going to hear this. I used to colour in my fluff. Oh, what do you mean? So I'd get to make the, it look. Yeah, so I'd get in the pubs. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'd look like a pirate, but I'd still get in. <laughs> to make it look thicker, like yeah. you were older. Yeah. Would you like steal your mum's mascara or something? Yeah, and if there wasn't <laughs> mascara, I'd use an art line texture. No shit. And kind of just rub it in. And my hair's not black. No, no, just to make it look a little bit more, like, full. Yeah, and just darker. That is fantastic. So I look like a pirate, man. Like it was kind of drawn on fluff. Yeah, yeah. Well, for years, I would actually shave, like, underneath my lip. So in between my lip and my chin, I would shave, like, that whole area. I don't know why. I just <laughs> thought it was, you know, the way to do it. And I went to, the like, the barber about a year ago, I think, and he saw my beard and he's like what are you doing with this section here? I'm like, I just shave that part. He's like, no. And so I think I had a little bit of like growth there. He got out a a pencil, like a makeup pencil, I guess, and started drawing on my chin. He's like, this is how it would look if you didn't shave that area. This is what you should do. And I was like, oh, okay. And so now I just keep it. And (laughs) But I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why are you drawing on me? Mm -hmm. It was really bizarre. Well, there you oh, go. There you never, mm, yeah. Yeah, no, he was That's an old, old school guy, yeah. yeah. But um, look, I've taken the styling tip from him, and now, you know, if anyone's seen a recent photo of me, I've got like, you know, it's the, quite full. The classic beard, yeah. It's quite full. Yeah, yeah. But you, you had, fi- had figured that out at 16, mate, getting into pubs. Yeah. <laughs> we used to go to um, the Punners Club. Oh, really? It's not there anymore, no. No, it's, a, it's Bimbo's now, the pizza place. Yeah, yeah, Bimbo's. Yeah. I never actually got to... Well, I mean, yeah. Because I'm 39 this year. How old are you? 40. You're 40, yeah. yeah. So you're only one year older than me. Because mm. when I was going to, um, going to music in Melbourne... Sorry, sorry. 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was going to music venues in Melbourne, it had, it had already closed. By the time I was 19, able to go out and go to pubs, people would talk about the Punters Club. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, we had fake IDs. Yeah, but you got yeah. in while it was still going. Yeah, I'm a, I think I just missed it. Yeah, it must have closed like in two, 2000 or... Ni- no, no, 1998, 1990. Yeah, it was 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, right. So you got to go to the punters club. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you remember seeing there? Oh, what are they called? Her name's Ad- oh, Adelita. What's that? Oh, Magic Dirt. Magic Dirt. Oh, you saw Magic Dirt? Yeah. Oh, that's and sick. What was the other chick band? Spudafuga? Remember them? No. no. That's what they were called. Spudafuga. Spudafuga or something Spudafuga. like that. Spudafuga. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Who else? Oh. Those late saw 90s yeah. bands, like Spiderbait and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't see Spiderbait. No. I saw them at um, Latrobe Muni. Yeah. Ages. Long time ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, far out. And so you're getting into underage clubs. You're um... just just the pubs around there because it was pretty you know, dodge. No one really cared anyway. Yeah, right. Because we we also had a friend back then. He was Italian. He had a beard when he was twelve. 
<laughs> so he'd, he'd walk in first. Yeah, right. And then we'd all sort of just walk in. Yeah, some in kids town. can just sprout a facial hair like really early. Like I've got a kid who's 14. He's in year eight. <laughs> and he's got this mo. And I said to him, I said, hey, Jai, you're going to shave that off? Wait, why have you got a mo all of a sudden? He's like, sir, I've had this all year. <laughs> I never even noticed. Yeah. yeah. Some kids can do it, mate, really early. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so you're playing in bands eventually when you're in the, the, the when you're in your twenties there. Yep. Um, were there any bands um, that you actually started doing gigs like outside of Melbourne, or was it always like just Melbourne shows? Yeah, I didn't. Like I've been in some really good bands, but a bit unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, be the, the one guy in the band singers um, that usually ruin it. Um, I was in a band called Crash Arcadia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard them or not. We Crash taught, Arcadia. We toured a bit and did some videos. Yeah. It was on um, Channel V. Oh, nice. We got a run on that. Yeah. That was going fine, but then, you know, one of the guys... Imploded. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, right. So that finished. I think I do remember that name, Crash yeah. Arcadia. Yeah. And so did you tour Australia? Uh, we just went up the East Coast. Yeah. Um, did an EP. Mm-hmm. That's all that we got out of that band. Yeah, right. Before yeah. It, was it was good, though. I still, got, I, I still kept all that stuff. That was a good band. You enjoyed it? Yeah. yeah How did, did that band all like come together? Um, it formed from another band. Hmm. Um, can't remember their name. Mm. But I was doing the hardcore stuff. We became friends with them. Mm. Then I left that band, joined, I think they were called Floor 21 or something like that. Right. Joined that band and one guy left from that band and we started Crush Arcadia. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's always really, because like, I've, I've obviously now been doing this pod for you know over 70 episodes and whenever musicians tell me how they just kind of couch hop from band to band to band. Yeah, I don't like doing it, but it just... No. It would, by no fault of my own, it would just end. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, Warbird's definitely the best, longest band I've been in. in yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I did covers for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Cover band circuit? Yeah. Yeah, man. They're still going. They still play. So you still play in the cover band oh, I feel I fill in sometimes. Oh, really? I just step back from that because I was getting too much. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like working full time and then you know, two, three gigs a week. Yeah. I wasn't uh, I sort of burnt out a bit. Did it did it for five years though. That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a residency? Yeah, a few of them. Where did you play? Um, well, was that Crown for a while? That was oh, a good really? one. That's a good one. To That's get. a great gig to yeah, get. Good yeah. cash. Um, yeah. Bridies in Brunswick, mm-hmm. just near here. Mm. There for a while. Um, what was the, what was the cover band called? It's called Tackleberry. Tackleberry yeah. from Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going, man. They're at the Swan at the moment. Are they Richmond. at the Swan? Really? Yeah. On like a Saturday, maybe? Friday night. A Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Because I actually did a gig um, there. It must have been Saturdays. I thought maybe it was Fridays. But I actually did a gig there for about four months with a band called Clone the Radio. They're singing left and they needed someone and i i stepped in but it didn't work out but um it was such a late gig it was yeah, like totally. 11 until 2 yeah. <laughs> like, what? yeah i wouldn't get home till like 3 30 in the morning yeah it was mental that's the one thing about the cover band scene is that you get home late you get home so late that's what i mean i was doing that and working and working so yeah um i'd, I'd be at work and i'd go disappear for an hour yeah <laughs> so i could just have a nap yeah just so, fall asleep on the throne or in your car or something. Yeah, yeah. In there, yeah, I did in my car. Yeah, I did that a few times. You, you need to get one of those George Costanza um, tables, desks with like the bed <laughs> <laughs> engineered <laughs> underneath the bed, <laughs> <laughs> underneath the table. I love that episode. Yeah. Oh man. And so, um, yeah. And so then, eventually, you're like, you know what? I'm going to leave this cover band circuit nonsense, and you fo- you start. Are you the original drummer for Warbirds? No, I'm not. Oh, right. I, I, 
I'm trying to remember how I actually got onto them, right? I think it might have been Melman's. Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think I I'm like, I'm going to give the original thing one more go. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give it a go because it's hard. It's, it's very, hard. It's a lot of very money. Very hard. Um, and I called, called Anth and then I met up with him. Yeah. And Jason, who was a bass player at the time, at Deluxe in South Melbourne. Yeah, Jason. Um, M- M- yeah, yeah. Yeah, something. He's yeah. been on the show. I feel terrible, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, we just clicked. Yeah. Clicked straight away. Oh, at Deluxe. Is that where you met yeah, up? That's we met a, up at Deluxe. That's a great rehearsal space. Yeah. Um, in South yeah, Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, and they got the guitar shop upstairs. They do. They got all those pedals. All those left-handed guitars too. Oh, they're all lefties. They've got a whole wall of left-handed guitars. Oh. Yeah, they're like they're a specialty thing in Melbourne. If you're a lefty, you can go there and grab a whole bunch. But oh, cool. there you go. Um, and so you just started jamming. And so, you, but there was a there was a drummer before you. Oh, he left. Yeah, yeah. How long? Because was... they they had an EP. Oh, That's, right. Yeah, and then he sent me the the EP. Had a listen. Because well, I've gigged with the Warbirds for years and years and years, and I can't remember any other drummers. Maybe my memory's terrible. Yeah, it was a bit... Well, I started in 2012, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Because I remember coming to see you guys at the SP. Passouts at the SP. The passouts. Front bar. Oh, at the front bar. Yeah. Yeah, right. When was that? Well, it was probably about then, I think. So this would have been before, before the album. If it was 2012, it would have yeah. been before the album was out. Yeah. And we would have not been a three-piece. We would have been a four-piece back then. Oh, I don't we would have had a guitar player. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Because we used to do the SB front bar yeah, like SB on a Tuesday bar. sometimes. I think the best we got was a Wednesday. I don't think we ever got the front bar. I think the only time we got the front bar on a Friday night was when I engineered it for it to be like a launch of our um, vinyl, even though we'd already launched oh, okay. it at the Cherry because the vinyls were there. I just said, hey, we're doing a vinyl launch. Can we have the front bar? And he's like, you're all right. <laughs> so I got to finally got to play the front bar on the on that Friday night. I never got night. to do that. Yeah, it was, oh, it was just before it closed too. Like it was literally months before it closed. We didn't know it was going to close. But have you been back to the SB since, um, since, it's, uh, since it's reopened? Um, I drove past on my way to watch Electric Mary. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't believe my ears. Because there was a line around the corner. Yeah. And blaring out the front door was Whitney Houston. What? And I'm like, oh, I'm probably never going to go back in there again. Yeah, right. Because they've, they've made the front part of it now like a DJ area and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, Come on, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I heard the basement's not too bad, don't you? Well, that, that would be the one saving grace. And obviously the Gershwin room, I hear that's untouched, but mm. the Gershwin's so big and it's a ticketed room. Unless it, you're a big act or you can really, mm. you know, make it a big event, it's going to be hard for independent acts yeah. to get a run there. You know, that's what was great about the front bar and that was you, you could do a Tuesday, Wednesday there up and coming. You know, they had that collage night. Mm. I pl- Did you ever do the collage gig there? Mm. No? Oh, you was never that? played the front bar at all? I never got to, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they used to have this night there uh, run by this guy called Scott. And he would do Tuesdays and Wednesdays um, at the front bar. And you wouldn't get paid. Like, you would get a, some beers, you know, maybe 50 bucks or whatever it was. Some Melbourne Bitter. They always had Melbourne Bitter. Man. Yeah, man. Melbourne Bitter. It's horrible. It was horrible, but it was free. <laughs> <laughs> when you're That's a, free. A, a poor muse, you'd suck yeah. it down, you know. Yeah. I think I still actually have a few cans of Melbourne bitter from my riders playing at the at the, the oh, SB. Kept it. Yeah, I kept them at the in the garage. Yeah, I know exactly where they are. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So maybe if we if we went there now and we got a rider and it wasn't Melbourne Melbourne bitter, I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, I don't reckon you can get a rider now. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a cup bottle of water. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, and so, yeah, you start this journey um, uh, with uh, the Warbirds and um, you cut. They'd already had an EP, but then you guys do an EP together. Yeah, a couple of years later. Yeah. A few years later. Yeah. Because we've had a few bass players. Yeah. We've had a few. We've had... Jace. Jace. Then we got Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... 
Jared. Then Jared. Then Jared. I if I'm missing anyone. It was anyone between Jared and your bro? No. No, so that... But I'm just trying to think. Because who tracked the album? The, is it an album or another EP? This, oh, the one coming. Yeah. No, it's an album. It's an album. Full album, man, yeah. So who tracked the bass on the album? Um, Ants and Matt did it from Colour Sound. Oh, okay. From Cicada Stone Matt. Cicada Stone Matt, yeah. yes, yes. Because yeah, he plays bass as well. Yeah, right. So, so he they tracked, tracked the bass, yeah. Nice. Mm. And so now your bro, are you, well, you know, it's already done, so your bro's just going to play what was played on the album. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, unreal, nice. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good. So why did his name not get into the mix sooner, do you think? Ben. Mm. Uh, ben was in the Air Force. So he's, he's an aircraft mechanic. So oh. he was in Adelaide for man, f- 10 plus years. Wow. Yeah. So he only moved back last year yeah so I've been trying like I'd always wanted him in the band but he's just been too far away too far away yeah and so now he's not in the Air Force anymore and he works for Boeing yeah he left and now he works for Boeing yeah far out yeah what a gig yeah that's incredible so your brother he did go the university route uh no he went he went into the Air Force when he was 18, I think. Oh, and got all the training mm. there. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so he works for Boeing now, and now he's, um, he's joined the Warbirds. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. That's it's ironic good. because Warbirds is about, you know, the, the name um, is a, a, a metaphor for aeroplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really that's 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 come full circle. Well, yeah, let's talk about the the album, dude. You, you you've done it. At, you've done it at Color Sound, um, and uh, you persevered <coughs> even though you'd lost a member and and Anth and and um, and who was it? Sorry, Jared. J- Jared laid down the bass. Oh no, no, Matt and Matt. Matt sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. from Color Sound. Yeah. Um, and Anth laid down the bass for it, and obviously you've 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 done the drums. What was that experience like doing an album? Was that your first full length album? Yeah. You only done EPs prior to that. Yeah, yeah. What EPs. was what was it like? It was good. It was quick. Like, yeah, I did the eleven songs in two days. Mm. We tracked and edited them in two days. So it was full on. Yeah. Um, just, just, because there's only two of us trying to save money, you know. Yes. So we had we had all the guide tracks and stuff already done and practiced at home. So we had our parts down. Mm. So I just went in and smashed it out. Yep. It's, it's awesome. That's like awesome. Like it's, it's come out good. We had we had a good time doing it. It's always good going there. Yeah. Because we all get along. I've never been. I'm going to have to make a trip out there. Yeah. Go. Yeah. It's awesome studio. Yeah, nice. Uh, awesome product too. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I know um, your, your last EP has that track on it, uh, My Symphony, which whenever I'm um, listening to it in the car, that's always my go-to track. I just I love the, the way it starts, you know. Yeah, um, cool. But um, I'm looking forward to hear what you guys have come up with next. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And so Ant's cousin does the artwork is yeah marcus marcus he's done our artwork for us he's coming back to do the album artwork as well yeah nice we'll get to see that slick um artwork again which we know and love from from um your previous releases yeah we've Um, got our logo yes still got our logo on there yeah i like how it kind of look when i see your logo it kind of reminds me of like a a classic car badge was that the kind of brief and look that he was going for? Because that's what I feel like it looks um, like. Oh, I can't remember what the brief was, but he just come up with that symbol and we're just like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a little little bit Van Halen-y. Yeah. So. And that's a good callback because yeah. Anth certainly loves his <laughs> schlock rock. Yeah, well, you can definitely, like, you can hear our influences in every song. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's 90s with the 80s guitar leads in it. Nice. Um, just we kept everything really organic this time. I didn't mm-hmm. like when I went in. I didn't want to trigger any of my kit. I wanted yeah. it to be real. I wanted it to sound like a drum kit. Yes, yes. So just a bit of EQing and like a bit of reverb. Yeah, it's come out huge. It's come out big. Yeah. And you were saying earlier that it's actually getting mastered at the moment. Yes, we're going to Crystal. Yeah, Crystal. Nice. It's done tomorrow. Yes. 
and then you're getting it pressed by um, this is just a big mark um, yeah. for everybody but you're getting it pressed at implant as yeah. most museums in Melbourne do yep. yeah nice on CD is will there be a vinyl release Ooh. if there's money in the coffers if we can I'd like to do that yeah man yeah but there's um, 14 songs on there oh really yeah so you might have, you'd have to do two. You might have to do two. Yeah. Oh wow. So it might not fit. It might not fit, depending on how long it actually goes for. It may not be actually, you know, because I know there's a way to do it. Obviously, because there's albums out there with 14 tracks that end up being just one vinyl record. But um, you know, there's a great way to get around it without having to pay for it yourself. You can pre-sell them, and then if you get the if you get the amount of money that you need like on crowdfunding or patreon or whatever oh, yeah. then it gets pressed but then if it fails then you just give everyone your money back <laughs> which i wouldn't mind doing you know uh, um because then you're upfront about it like look you know if you if you want a copy of this album on vinyl mm. then you know put your money where your mouth is it'd be good on vinyl too yeah man you gotta do it once if that was a thing back when i pressed my album on vinyl i definitely would have gone down that route because it costs so much to do it by yourself you know it's expensive isn't it yeah 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 it's expensive you know because you you know pay the the vinyl presser and then obviously get all the printing done and everything but at least you'll you won't have a big um obviously your old mate will be looking after you with the with the graphic design anyway so that's not yeah he's done a good job a huge a huge pay out of it but yeah it's called order for chaos order for chaos is the name of the album yes and, um, well, yeah, let's talk about the launch. You've, you've got a launch coming up. You've got a video clip that's going to be um, uh, released as well. Is that going to hopefully be done at the same time? Um, maybe a bit before. A little bit before to, yeah. to garner some interest. Yeah. What's the song off the album that you're doing the video clip for? It's called Freak in the Night. Freak in the Night? Yeah. And we touched on it earlier. You, you actually record, recorded the, the film clip here at Wick Studios. Yep. And you were doing like... Some, Some like improv. Improv. <laughs> where old mate Anth is in the middle of the of the shot, I'm assuming, and then you and your brother are yeah. doing all these crazy things around him and he's staying still. Yeah. And, well, yeah, tell us what, what it's actually going to end up looking like. Are you going to fasten it up or something? Well, that was, we had a bit of time left. So Danny from Clear Reel, he just says, go nuts. Yeah. Anth, you stay still. Go nuts. So we jumped around for a couple of minutes, nearly mm. had a heart attack. Um, I think it'll be a lot of kind of jerky, kind of reversed effect kind of thing. Just okay. flashes. It won't be like a long thing of us just jumping around. Yeah, nice. The idea was just little flashes here. Because when I watched it, I was like, man, yeah, that looks really hard to do. Yeah. I think one point you're like shaking your head and like, man, his brain is getting scrambled. <laughs> yeah. Well, towards the end, I couldn't, I just could hardly move. Yeah, yeah. I've still got a sore neck. Yeah, you would, yeah. you would. I know I'm going to get a big sore neck on um, on Saturday night because I'm probably going to be headbanging quite a bit to the Pearl Jam tunes. That's a pretty good segue. But before we do <laughs> get onto the Pearl Jam tunes, what I do want to ask you um, is we like to play a little preview of music before the podcast so the listeners have a little bit of context of you know who they've been listening to um, with their with the interview. Um, is there anything? Because, I mean, obviously this album is still to be released and mastered and everything, so we don't want to, you know, um, give mm. away that. But is there a track specifically that um, you'd like me to play from maybe some of the previous releases? Of ours? Yeah, like a little preview? 30-second uh-huh. preview? 30-second preview? Yeah. Um, yeah. Play, play Symphony if you like. Can I play that one? Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll choose a little snippet from that. Yeah, cool. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's touch on this gig that we've been um, <coughs> rehearsing for for the last month and, and a bit. Um, we're playing Pearl Jam's Vitalogy from front to back yeah. at the Corner Hotel. Yeah. It's going to be fun. What's your favourite track off the record? Mine? Yeah. Um, not for you. That's right. You mentioned it yeah. on the promo video the other night. I like that song. Yeah, I like it too, man. I th- I think it doesn't really get its credit because it is... Um, and Corduroy too. Oh, Corduroy is so yeah. good. Yeah. But no, nah, Not For You is brilliant. It, it's so simple because it's really only three chords except for the bridge, which is mm. two different chords. But other than that, it's... um, 
I think also Ed's vocal in that is very powerful. He's pretty raw. Mm. It's good. And I'd love to know who the hell he's singing about because uh, (laughs) it sounds like it's a... It may just be a general kind of comment on society, like this isn't for you, but it may very well be a person he's singing about too. Yeah, you could kind of read into it both ways. Oh, that's cool. Well, you'll definitely hear that track on Saturday night at the Corner Hotel when we when we pay tribute to um, Vitalogy. Um, and um, man, we've got we've got a stellar lineup of bands, um, most of which have been uh, you know guests on the pod leading up to the to the gig. Um, you'll, if you're a regular listener, you'll you'll have heard um, all of those guys being featured each week. Uh, Millionaires Club, who are going to be doing wrestling theme songs um, to warm the crowd up, which I can't wait. I know it's weird booking, but I really don't care. I love those guys, and I can't wait to hear them um, do their their thing. And then Delacoma's doing some um, some original stuff in the middle, and then the main act where uh, Lee will be playing start to finish. Start to finish. And um, in previous years when we've put on these shows, you've had to kind of share the drumming um, duties. But this year... Frankie, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's taken the back step and you're on every track. Yep. How have, how have you felt in that role this time around? Yeah, it's good. Yeah? It's, I think it's, a, it's been a lot smoother, I think, because mm. there was twice as many people last time. Oh, yeah. Organising everybody last time was a pain in the big Yeah, bum. I, I can see it was a bit... It was taking its toll on you. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still a lot to organise, but at least yeah. that part of it I know, you know, oh, okay, we can just... Um, there's only been really one one night of the week where we haven't been able to, to rehearse, where everyone mm-hmm. else has just been, yeah, we can just you know, rehearse any time. So it's been really great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on The Art of Touring. Um, thanks. And um, looking forward to the release in October. Tell us again where and when the release will be. Uh, it's October 12th. October 12th. At the Evelyn. Oh, you're relaunching at the Evelyn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a rock pit gig. Yes. So it's, oh, Sorry, I can't remember the other bands playing. No, that's okay. Uh, it's a band from Perth, I think. Yeah, right on. Down. But it'll be a big night. It'll be, oh, Palace of the King are headlining. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Palace of the King. Yeah. Um, Tim Henwood, he's been um, a, a previous guest on the show as yeah, well. Yeah, headlining. Oh, that'll be good. Well, I, I will be there front row and centre. Yeah, cool. I definitely won't be behind the massive pole that's at the Evelyn. Oh, in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> I'll try and um, get a little bit closer to the, to the front. Yeah, it's an awesome venue. I haven't been there for ages. Yeah, no, it's a good venue, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and, you know, biggest can't be choosers in Melbourne these days because they, they do close down, you know, quite often. So when there is one that's still supporting live music, especially originals, we have to hold on to them as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming in, dude. Thanks. We'll see you at the Evelyn on the 12th and we'll see you at the corner this weekend, the 31st of August. Sweet. See you, brother. See you later. Ciao. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 71 all done. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring, or, uh, Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Uh, if you are a first-time listener to the show, I hope you come on back each week. I release these uh, podcasts every week for free, so you know why not join in on the fun that is the Art of Touring. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please just email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show. If you're a touring muso, a performer, or a wrestler, please hit me up. Or maybe you like know someone who would be a good fit for the show, and I could reach out to them. So please let me know. Um, you can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshkin. You can download it on iTunes and um, Spotify. Uh, if you have enjoyed this uh, episode, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone. That'll give the podcast a bit of algorithm and it might pop up on iTunes every, no, every so often. So that would be really cool if you could please give the pod a review. Now let's get into some plugs. 
It's here, everyone. This is the last time I'll be promoting this show because it's happening in two days, depending on when you're listening to this. It's happening tomorrow. Matt makes more sense because I'm recording this Thursday night. You're listening to this Friday. Or if you're listening to us this Saturday, then the gig is tonight. And if you're listening to this Sunday, you missed it. What were you doing? Where were you? Yeah, I get it. It's Father's Day the next day. But who cares? If you're a dad, come along. If you're going to visit your dad the next day, just be tired just for a couple of moments and then go and see him. Yeah? Yeah? You know what I'm talking about? So get your butt down to the Corner Hotel this Saturday, 31st of August. We are we are tributing Vitalogy, Pearl Jam's third album. You got Corduroy on there. Not for you. Better Man. Uh, Satan's Bed. Uh, Immortality. Immortality. The closing track. It's a classic. If you want to hear it played live, then you've got to come down. To the Corner Hotel on Saturday, August 31st. You can grab the tickets right now on the Corner website or grab them on the door. Whatever you do, get your butts down there to see Pearl Jam's Vitalogy played in its entirety by members of the Warbirds and the Passouts. And don't forget, we've got two support acts on the night, two amazing support acts. We've got the Millionaires Club doing all of those fun awesome, ridiculous wrestling theme songs. I cannot wait to hear them do their thing. And then, of course, Dallacoma takes that middle spot. He'll be uh, giving you all of his original rock goodness in that middle spot. And he will even be coming on during the encore set to help me sing a couple of other classic Pearl Jam hits. So, like I said, guys, the gig is this Saturday. I will see you there. Uh, That's all for me this week. Uh, before I go, I do have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram uh, at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Lee Strap from the Warbirds. Be sure to check out the band's social media profiles. Just search for Warbirds Rock on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, remember to catch Lee fulfilling drumming duties live this Saturday, August 31st at the Corner Hotel playing Vitalogy with me. And he'll be releasing his debut album. The boys have had EPs in the past, but this is their first full length. And it's going to be happening on October 12th at the Evelyn Hotel. So um, be there. There's going to be a really great lineup of bands. Um, I'll, I'll be there, man. So join me, won't you, to see them release, launch their debut record. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Touring. With us is the diggity dog! And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Stratton Oakmont, the only name in investing worth knowing. It was a deep fried cheeseburger and liquid cheese. Oh, man. Yeah. So they deep fry the whole burger, yeah. including the bun. Yeah. And then it comes it's out liquid. in batter. Yeah, and you got liquid cheese. And you dip the liquid cheese in this giant monstrosity. Yeah. I remember there was a fish and chip shop place near, it's still there, I think, near my um, in-law's place, which did a burger in batter, but it was just the burger patty. Uh, no, this is the whole thing. <laughs> The whole burger. Mm. Oh, gosh. That would, like, clog your arteries after every bite. Yeah.